The thing with Samsung is, I think they're trying to take advantage of the uncertainty around Huawei. Because Huawei is the runaway market leader in 5G and probably working on 6G as well. But now, because of Trump and others, there's this whole baggage around whether they are actually an agent of the Chinese government. And I think Samsung, who's always produced excellent network equipment, is seeing an opportunity to either get ahead or at least draw level with Huawei, who was running away with the 5G market. So they claim to have signed lots and lots of contracts in lots and lots of countries, and they claim that 5G is rolling out far faster than 4G ever rolled out and so on. But, you know, we're not seeing that for real in our country, I don't think. Mm. No, not at all. Um, I will say this though, 5G has improved my life quite dramatically. Uh, Saturday night failed horribly, <laughs> unknown reason why. Ooh. I just was getting zero was like 5G dead. connectivity um, on my on my Huawei CPE router, right. which was with supplied. rain. Yes, yes. Um, and then I woke up the morning and it was all running perfectly well, mm. and my upload speeds had almost doubled. Mm. Yeah, my average upload speeds went from like five megabits per oh, second. Maybe the wind was, was blowing the wrong direction. No, and it's yeah. now been stable, and the latency's just uh. like gone way down as well. I was I pulled five milliseconds the other day. Sure, but um, but uh, Lindsay Lindsay's point in our show notes is that. Do we appreciate the levels of engineering involved in passing this amount of data over wireless infrastructure in a reliable way with complex video streams, voice calls, all these kinds of things? If you think about the engineering that goes into taking your voice, digitizing it, turning it into a stream of data, sending it to someone else who's decoding it all in real time so that there's no gaps in the conversation, it's actually a phenomenal engineering feat. Lindsay, of course, rabid downloader that he is, is taking advantage of 5G for downloading, which is quite interesting as well. Uh, it's not improved. I mean, Rain is still doing all sorts of stuff to like throttle any any hint of like peer-to-peer. -peer yeah, yeah. Vibes. I mean, this is one of the interesting things that came out of the Samsung presentation as well. I wasn't sure if this was our, what I was hearing, but what they were saying is, we'll come to your country, build an elaborate 5G network, and then all your um, cell companies, you know, Vodacom, MTN, whoever, can then lease parts of the network that we have built. We build and maintain it. It will be rocking and fast and All clean your and base will belong to us. Yeah. <laughs> then all our base will belong to South Korea instead of China. I mean, we're just at the, you know, receiving end of all these marketing drives. But, I mean, wouldn't that be interesting if 
Vodacom didn't have to spend all its money on building masts and towers, and MTN didn't have to do all of that. We could have one person build the network, and then the cell providers just borrow, you know, and lease sections of the network. I mean, what's happening is that in our country, MTN and Vodacom are trying to sell off their base stations because they, they don't see these towers as part of the core business. Mm. They want to provide cellular services, not hardware. Um, and Which so, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. Like, yeah, I'm, no, 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 I'm sure. tired of, of our network carriers trying to be something more than yes, just yes. our network carriers. Yeah, it's true. It's true. They try desperately to not be dumb pipes, but we just go on <laughs> using them like dumb pipes. I'm, you know? Like Seriously, I'm trying to upgrade my cell phone contract now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm at the end of one, and I would like to do the other. But it's like I want the package that I'm on. Mm. I just want a handset with it. Mm. And like they can't deliver me that. It's like, no, it must be like this specially cure the deal and like what now you must go to the app and you must go check out what they have and then my wife like has a complete different experience uh-huh. where they like no, really yes. they just do it all for her then <laughs> no, make it happen no they like no you have to upgrade first uh-huh. to like because she's on a 20 gig a month data package that's quite a lot eh? I mean I don't uh, get through 20 gig mobile no, no. Oh, but then again I suppose we've got fat broadband at home so you know, yeah okay well we have fat broadband yes now, now. you do <laughs> but talking okay. about, uh, yeah and then they like no she must go up to the 40 gig one and then it was for like I think it's 20 rand more month. and then she must stay on that for like two months and then like in August um, there might be a better deal on the handset because the Jeez. higher package you want the lower your handset installment becomes, which is oh, I see. very, very weird and confusing. But and it's still sounding to me like 800 Rand a month for her package. No, no, no. Because that's Cause what these iPhone things cost. The so minimal so she's, data. she's on a reduced package, the same as I am. But she wants a new iPhone in her package. Yes. yes. Yeah. And that's going to cost less than 800 Rand. But they'll still maintain the reduction on the package. So then it's just a handset fee. So she'll probably, I think, it all told it turns out to like 500 bucks a month Gosh, or something. That is good because actually, <laughs> I mean, you know, as much as Lindsay and I get handsets from other manufacturers, Apple is the one holdout who doesn't give anybody anything as far yes. as we know. Yes, yes. So yes. if the wife is on an iPhone, as mine is, as Lindsay's is, we are unable to provide for our households <laughs> in that respect. And we actually have to put down real money for tech, which is a pretty alien concept to us. <laughs> okay, but there you go. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, the other point I was trying to make about do, do we give enough credit to the engineering problems that are solved um, is even just with fiber because we were up in a section of Stellenbosch which is way up against like the mountain going over to Peniel sort of thing mm-hmm. and they finally getting fiber installed here and I was looking at these conduits like coiled into the mm-hmm. ground and I was like this is incredible like where is this yeah. pipe coming from yeah like yeah. where did it originate amazing like, it, it's like we 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 just expect everybody to have fast broadband yeah and we expect it to be a human right but like yeah but what goes into it i mean for that matter laying up a, a pipeline for water or sewerage yes. or electricity yes. or anything like that it's like we just take it for granted because it's under the ground and we don't see it i remember i flew first time ever i flew into durban mm. and there's all these little plateaus and on, okay. on top of every plateau there's a little mast little like um village uh-huh and 
then I was just thinking about like how do you get electricity and water and services <laughs> there? Uh-huh. And yeah, this was many years ago, so it was uh-huh. like kind of we were just celebrating our freedoms. Uh-huh. And I was like, now the ANC has to worry about yeah, all, all, all this stuff. <laughs> all we had to worry about before was fighting against it. Yeah. Anyway, okay. um, talking mm. about government control, Gavin, mm. China is tanking Bitcoin as we speak. The Sichuan um, district has shut down mining operations. China is tightening its um, regulations around. Um, uh, the first wind I got of this was um, that the price of Bitcoin started dropping and yeah. then it started accelerating its down. 20% like yeah. this week. So it made a whole lot of radical gains in Jan and Feb and then it's been tanking since and then. And then Elon Musk tweeted. Yeah, Elon Musk messing <laughs> with the process. But, you know, at the end of the day, the point of Bitcoin is not how much you made in this month or next month. Yeah. It's a year-to-year kind of philosophy. You know, you need to have a much longer-term view. But China preventing Bitcoin from being mined in the Sichuan region immediately has an impact on that market, you know. Yeah, and um, they're tightening up there, like, because they're basing it on you know, environmental factors. But yeah. I don't think it's about that. It's about them protecting their own currency. Because yeah. the problem with crypto is yeah. if everyone's dealing in it, none of that is washing through yeah. the, the system and the banking system. And it's not in... It's not improving the strength of the currency of yeah. like the national currency. And I think this is the point about a centralized government system like China is that they can make a unilateral decision like that in a way that I don't think the US can. The US has to take tiny steps towards yeah. regulating this and then they meet resistance there and then there's a petition over there and then there's some people who found a loophole over there and you know in China that that stuff doesn't fly. They just put their foot down and you end up maybe in jail if you yeah. mess with it. In the US it's all just like you know flex kind of regulation. Again, I, like, I, I, I don't worry so much when I see Bitcoin going through these stuffs and because Bitcoin was is the most highest the highest valued cryptocurrency mm. but I don't think that is the role of crypto in the longest of term. Like I there's Cordova is one coin yeah, yeah. that that's yeah, no, no. I have some friends who believe Cordova is gonna be a big yeah. deal in Africa. But yeah. I, I enjoy what they are doing with the platform. Yes, yes, yes. I mean if you get into the blockchain stuff and you understand how blockchain and cryptocurrency work together, you'll start understanding why there are so many cryptocurrencies mm. being launched because they all have their own kind of play on yeah. the same underlying technology. It would be like lots of people making laptops, but they're all essentially kind of yeah. laptops with small differences you know mm. uh, I think I'm actually going to get one of my homies um, onto the podcast he's big into Cordova like he's mm. in the he oh, goes cool. to all the summits and like all this we, sort of thing why don't thing. we have a specialized show in that it could be part of your history of tech show yes, maybe yes. we talk about you know this is where we're because I've got one or two people I would also yeah. like to include yeah that would be, okay. be a little awesome little fireside conversation yeah, maybe now is a good time with this China <laughs> thing going off okay what else we got man talking about other sorts of fireside conversations um, obviously Mark Cuban's app Fireside uh. which is a drop in audio app similar to Clubhouse yet another yeah and Twitter Spaces and Spotify finally unleashed green room and you have actually <laughs> signed up signed in Lindsay's note of triumph that he's actually got me into one of these real-time and audio we things. will be doing live tapings of yes this we very will show, show so that you can experiment with these formats too and see what what how are your it could thoughts work Gavin? You. what are your thoughts now well, that you've actually dipped your toes <laughs> in the drop-in I, audio I just cannot see the application for myself <laughs> short of actually going in there to hang out with people and record a podcast which is tricky because some of them don't let you record yes but um, that's the only 
I, I just can't see myself hanging out in random rooms. I say that now, and then you come back to me in six months' time when I found, you know, rooms about retro soul or, you know, or, I don't know, weird movies. Or I find, like, you know, a room that actually speaks to me, an affordable audio file or whatever it is. <laughs> okay, and then suddenly my tune will change. But uh, for now... all like these highfalutin yeah. ideas of, like, how to be the best, like freaking entrepreneur no, and, like, and there's a lot of like sales shit like it's been used as a sales thing yeah. and a and a self-improvement thing and a insider's view of crypto and whatever there's nothing like retro soul why does nobody ever think about retro soul music think or, about know. it think about the types of people who yeah, are using yeah, these yeah, the earlier doctors all super tech yeah. yes mm. uh, talking about that Gavin you thought they were dead but uh, they've come back to STV uh, on the march. I mean, if you listen to our show, you'll hear me prophesying about the death of DSTV, the slow, agonizing death, as they try desperately to escape from their satellite broad their satellite broadcast system into an internet-based system, which is where everyone is going. We just completely circumvented them. So I've been looking at their subscriber numbers going down for years, and now suddenly they went up, and I was like shocked. So my theory was that give them the numbers okay give the people the numbers uh where are we here so um subscriber growth of six percent that's nearly half a million people in south africa um but what bothers me is that the revenue is not looking so good which plays into my theory that people are skipping to lower packages they're losing people off the premium package so mm. they might have more subscribers but it's on much cheaper rates, so revenue is going to suffer. But also, the results we're seeing now are really the results for last year, yeah. the, for the 2020 but financial year. These numbers year. do lag. Yes, they do and drag behind. Yeah, so these are all the people stuck in lockdown. Really, who wouldn't subscribe to DSTV, especially since you can now drop in and out. You don't get tied into contracts and things. But you know, these are people who either reactivated their accounts or found some other way to get DSTV. Um, and there were lots of offers from DSTV as mm. well. We're currently taking advantage of one of those offers. We on a lower package. I think we on Compact Plus or something. But we have like my son is five, six years old, so he takes full advantage of. Yeah, you know, I've, the kids I've actually I've been getting quite a lot out of DSTV, but I would mm. never go back to the Dish system. So I'm using the DSTV app as Lindsay does too. Yeah. There's a lot there. I've been watching a lot of Euro soccer. I've been watching all sorts of sports highlights. Been yeah. very cool. So we currently, my wife has put a calendar in my. Uh -huh. um, for when we should remember to cancel because we've up to they had like a it's premium but it was almost paying less than we do mm, right now mm, mm. Uh, so these are all months, yeah. but but i have prophesied that the satellite tv business is still going to tank so the group revenue was four percent higher than this time last year but that includes the rest of africa most of that revenue is coming from africa the revenue in south africa um increased one percent only and um their profits increased quite a lot, but that was because they didn't have to go to any sporting events. Imagine all those Curry Cup games they have to televise, all those Super Rugby games, they have to ship crews around the country more or less continuously to film that stuff. So there was none of that. That's a huge cost saving to them and that's why I believe they ended up with um, higher profitability than we would expect. So. Um, but then look at like all the advertising revenue that they'll lose out. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. Selling so those two things. Those yeah, but they probably fired all the salespeople as well. Oh so that was. I'm just speculating here. Anyway, <laughs> that's why, it's an, that's it's why multi-choice exists as yeah, a company. It was true. to subsidize the newspaper mm. arm. 
because oh, that's right. uh, advertiser revenue like yeah. fell down the fucking so multi-choice was spun out of NASPACE, which yeah. was obviously originally a big publishing, yeah. The, yeah. the biggest publishing, and still the biggest concern on the JSE. But okay, keep an eye on DSTV. I think people are deserting Tatalite TV in droves. Tatalite? Tatalite TV. Tatalite TV. That's like a special service for adults. Oh my um, goodness. No. Um, Give up your DSTV. I think it's a dead end street, man. There's don't, a lot don't, of don't go buy broadband on me, please. Like, okay, those guys have been banging that uh -huh. for a long for time, like forever. And it's like, okay. dude, you, you, the, the bouquet uh -huh. that you are prescribing yes. costs almost twice as much. Uh huh. As, okay, it's as, all being subsidized yeah, with ads. Now you like have to get. Let's just talk about one thing. If yes. you give up DSTV, uh -huh. you have to deal in a lot of shady means of acquiring things especially sports and you are acquiring files and we do not give mm. vlc mm. enough credit for its ability to just read everything so um i like to watch things in real time and i will either spend money on watching things in real time effort in terms of like waking up early in the mm -hmm. morning mm -hmm. to watch it in real like time. a Formula One qualifying in Singapore, or something like, weird like or that. Or like yeah. a show that I'm okay. deeply invested in. Okay. So like when Game of Thrones was rolling, right, I would right. get up at 3 a.m. 40 episodes, yeah. right. Because okay. I'm largely spoiler-proof, but when I care about it, like I will make an effort. Mm, okay, and, I and never I, do that. I, mm. I cast aside any ideas of like other people who, like if you didn't get up and you don't have like a reason why you couldn't, mm. like you don't care enough. So Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> I'm one of those. It's like <laughs> not going anywhere. <laughs> anyway, uh -huh. um, so... Um, I, when like DSTV will lag mm. on certain shows, mm. you will go and fetch them. I will go and fetch them, and then mm. I've 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 come become quite fond of H.265 or HEVC high efficiency mm, video yes. codec, mm -hmm. but it's not widely supported by yeah. many things. I mean, except some VLC. Only, yeah, yeah, but VLC. For those who don't know VLC, if you ever ask us, what should I use to play this file? It doesn't matter what that file is, VLC will almost always play it, which is a miracle in itself, because there are so many complicated multimedia formats. Mm. It's a miracle that VLC, for a free application, without ads, yeah. stays on top of that. It's amazing. VLC is actually called Video LAN... I forget. ...something. Okay, but you can just look up VLC... It, it was invented to like play stuff off your local network, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it just kind of... Yeah, got, but they added in so many great features. So VLC actually is something you need to look at if you want yeah. a media so player or you've got files we, that won't we, play, we, just we use shared, VLC. We shared a season of something uh -huh. with a friend of my wife mm -hmm. and then I, she, we just got sent a screenshot of uh -huh. like um, upgrade to H.265 uh -huh. player for like uh -huh. 18 rand or something, mm. 200 rand, I think uh -huh. it was 200 rand. What, on the player on, they on were my, using? On Microsoft. <sighs> And she was like, what must I do now? And I was like, download VLC. How, how are you not using VLC? Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on, right. Gavin, to new things that you thought were great, but ended up not being. Mm. I watched you try and copy a large <laughs> mess of files onto a USB Type-C um, drive right now, probably right. 10 minutes ago. It's still creaking along. <laughs> yeah. And you were surprised to know that there isn't a single spec for USB Type-C. Yeah, so we know USB Type-C, the type generally refers to the shape of the plug, yes. not the speed of the data transmission. Yes. And that is very misleading. That is how I got yes, misled. Because he's using a promo quality 
um, thumb drive. Okay, but he, what he means by that is every time we attend any event with any tech company, they give you a flash drive with information on yeah, it. Yeah, and these things get they, sourced by like massive companies. They're yeah, just they buy thousands things. at a time. And, and yeah. the quality is never of the highest. It's like yes. those, those free earbuds you get sometimes <laughs> in like certain packages. So it's not like going to the computer store and buying a SanDisk or That's Alexa or whatever it is. Certain data yeah, rates. where they're trying to sell them, <laughs> trying to sell the product based on peak performance. When you get this free stuff, it's like, you know, whatever will not fall apart in the first week is yeah. what you get. So just be wary of promo quality things, especially mm. with newer... So what what you're saying is that it's not the, the USB-C port on the machine necessarily, it's most likely the, the yes. storage device I've yes. plugged into it yes. that is low spec. So okay. it's, it's a difference between like where you can get Samsung decks, for instance, yeah. um, HDMI output uh -huh. from only the S and the... the the S and the Note line, so mm. like the high-end Samsung's, mm. not on the light versions of those, so uh -huh. like the Note 10 mm -hmm. light doesn't do so HDMI So it's, it's got the same port at the bottom, but yes. it doesn't push the same yes. video through it. Yes, uh, yes, okay. yes. So right. on like lower Android devices, you'll get like USB 2.0, yeah. and not like 3.2 or 3.1, yes, and it can't yes, yes. do all of yes. those funny things. So if you're getting a drive, or if you're wondering why your drive is running slowly, make sure it's either not USB-C, because that doesn't indicate speed, that just indicates, yeah. indicates plugged format. Then you also get other little wrinkles yeah. where audio output, because the worst thing that has happened to society that <laughs> I realized now the other day, or is that we moved away from the audio port, the dedicated auxiliary 3.5 When you still plug things in with the jack into the phone, yeah. <laughs> and okay. now to bring cabled audio off of a USB Type-C device, not all made the same. Some mm. of them require an external deck. Some of it has it built in. Some of it will just like output like a low. Hang on. You're saying signal. that if you want to get audio out of a phone that doesn't have a headphone jack, yes. you have to go through the USB C port yes. and the adapters for that. Oh, well, first of all, very wildly. Oh, uh, <laughs> they differ wildly. Yes. Okay. Like Samsung okay. doesn't yeah, have. Samsung's got its a own DAC style. Port yeah, in, yeah, yeah. So it needs an external. DAC. Really? So, but yes. that's not in the. Is it in the connector? Uh, no, yes. Surely not. So there's some. Yeah. There's. Okay. Just a little IC. Like. All right. So if you're having trouble getting audio out of a USB-C port on a phone or on any other device, it might be because the adapter you're using is not. Yeah. Compatible with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so please you be wary. Check up on that before you commit. Yeah. Okay. We should just have. Buy all the LG handsets you can right now. <laughs> Absolutely. In all seriousness, man, <laughs> LG phones are fantastic. You can buy them today. It doesn't matter if LG has left the mobile phone game. Their phones will be rocking for at least two years, I reckon. Talking about that, Kevin. Mm. Yeah. Chip shortage. Yeah. Are we going to talk about this? Are we going to do this? Are we going to tell the people that well, the new cars that they are buying <laughs> today have got shitty chips? Might have fewer features <laughs> than the yeah. new cars from two years ago. That's a bit of a sweeping <laughs> statement because I mean if I go off and buy a I don't know three series three series beamer today yes. and it can't do what my brother-in-law's three series beamer does surely I'm gonna notice like uh, yes okay. but they won't tell you this up front because they just want to sell you a new car okay so what we're talking about is there's like a global chip shortage that's freaking out everybody and when we say chip we mean all different kinds hmm. of chips but um, because they're only made in a few parts of the world, because they are a hell of a complicated to make, and um, our appetite for digital devices is growing so fast. For example, the car industry. Up till maybe 10, 15 years ago, there were no microchips in cars. Now, the whole car is run on yes. microchips, you know. Um, 
so all these reasons why we're running out of microchips. My favorite reason, which is a point of high anxiety for me, is that a huge amount of chip making is concentrated in Taiwan. Yeah. And China keeps making noises about how it's going to reacquire Taiwan as part of China, which will give them control of the huge piece of the microchip market in the world. This continues to bother me. It doesn't seem to be bothering anyone else, but it's bothering me. Anyway, so how do you see the chip shortage thing? So in the automotive market specifically, they adjusted their forecast, their sales forecasting, mm. and then didn't put in massive orders. Oh. Um, and then... I think as the, as the lockdown thing and the COVID thing was happening, everybody cut back on yeah. their requirements. So yeah. then when, when all the smartphone manufacturers were like foreseeing this, because mm. they... they their charts move at like a quicker rate. Yeah, than cars. Yeah. And then they put in all their orders and it was like on different newer technologies yes. as well, investing in that. And then the pipeline mm. for <laughs> for the older generation, like right. 10 nanometers, right, nanometers right, right, car order. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That got clogged very quickly and now the car manufacturers are like, oh crap. We can't get these things, but we need to put up new models. So yes. there's literally manufacturers in the world who are down-specking new models uh, because they cannot source get the chips they need. The, the uh, hardware. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, that's the car side of it. There are other sides of it. The other side is that everybody, well, not PlayStation everybody. PlayStation 5. But <laughs> what? PlayStation 5. Yeah, yeah the, the consoles launched a huge demand, but mostly people moved home with more tech. Hmm. So people suddenly needed laptops, people needed better routers, all sorts of things at yeah. home. That huge demand also sort of came on the market at a time when it wasn't quite ready for it. Then another factor is that Huawei, who had been locked out of various markets, decided it has to stockpile chips before America cuts it off from microchips as well, as it has cut it off from uh, Google software, for example. So Huawei is one of the biggest consumers of microchips in the world. Remember, they don't just make phones, they make Huge amounts of equipment, net, like serious heavy heavy duty network equipment, and a whole lot of other things as well. They make routers, they make all sorts of things. They started stockpiling chips, uh, which was smart. In fact, their stockpiles have almost run out. So bad is the chip shortage. Yeah. And then the final thing that happened is you might remember several months ago there were power outages in the U.S. Um, I think it was that huge fire that burnt down a whole lot of things. Yeah, and there quite was a while like ago, and they haven't quite recovered. Serious winter and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a like lot Texas of that was, was in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you may have heard of a company called Texas Instruments, for example. They were one of the big microchip makers in the sort of um, wow, dude. pocket pocket calculator I, I era. Was, <laughs> I was watching The Wolf of Wall Street uh -huh. um, because I used an image from the uh -huh. for another story I was like okay. and then it reminded me about the movie and I just wanted to go back and watch it uh -huh. and um, so like Jordan Belfort was kind of moving in the end of the 70s 80s mm -hmm. um, early 90s kind of thing and they were trading penny stocks and some of them were like oh, right. yeah, yeah. Texas Instruments uh -huh. okay <laughs> Texas Instruments is one of those like brands that's disappeared. Startups that couldn't make it onto the Nasdaq. Yeah, and they yeah. were like trading it for like crazy stuff. I remember Texas Instruments because it went into a lot of electronic toys in the yeah. day. Ad pocket calculators. Okay, uh, Gavin. Yes. Vitality. Mm. I have. I, I need to yeah. say sorry. Uh huh. Remember when I was talking about we went to watch Peter Rabbit? Yes, yes, yes. Vitality didn't honor yes. the discount. He ended for up paying five hundred rand to watch a movie because yes. he couldn't get his discount. Plus popcorn. Plus popcorn. Okay. Plus popcorn. Um, still an insane. I think 
that has soured my relationship with cinema. Uh-huh. But my relationship with Vitality has been restored uh-huh. because we noticed that we forgot to do our kids' Vitality health uh-huh. check. So therefore, okay. their discounts did not apply. Okay, they got locked out. And of the now thing. there's another thing that. <laughs> Discovery Vitality is doing with Garmin. Mm. Garmin is now allowing elite athletes. Mm. You can choose to share your VO2 max data, mm. which is your body's oxygen efficiency. Yes, yes. Um, or you can just share your normal activity data, steps okay. and heart rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's a binary choice. Um, mm. Which I think is going to benefit elite athletes because they'll be netting higher kind of. Are they going to give them rewards for sharing yes. the SPO2? Yes. Okay. Mm. The VO2 max, not SPO2. Okay. Not, okay. VO2, VO2 max. Right. Um, but there's also a new study that's being conducted by, by Discovery on elite athletes and VO2 max mm-hmm. I- alongside with Garmin. Just imagine how much data they can gather, man. Now, this is Discovery. the thing. Uh, Huge amount of data. Remember, like, back in the day, there was this idea of the quantified yes, self. Yes, yes. I still use that phrase quite a lot. You know, how you. How you can be calculated or estimated as a person in and, bits and bytes. And then, like, this idea was sold, and now everyone's yeah. buying cheap, crappy fitness yeah, trackers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but it's, it's again, I, I will circle back to this point all the time. Unless you are gaining something out of that data, like it's improving your sport performance. Okay. Why are you yeah. giving it away? Why are you gathering it? Yes. Why are you then giving it away? Yes. If, it's, if, if you're, you're getting free smoothies, dude, yeah. go ahead. Okay, yeah, like yeah. I've bought at least two Harry Potter uh, books with mm, Discovery Miles right now. Interesting. Okay. So the point is just make sure you're getting some value out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And get a full value. Out if you are an yeah. elite athlete and you are have a Garmin device, mm. uh, maybe go have a look at your relationship with, with Discovery Vitality. Okay, let me just throw in a bit of Discovery information there, Vitality specifically. Um, I've had a lot of trouble linking Huawei devices into the Vitality system in the past. Um, I've got them connected because Huawei is my preferred tracking devices, sports watches and so on. Um, I had a lot of trouble doing this and so I appealed to Lindsay and I went, look how terrible this is and I actually wrote a letter to Huawei going, man you can't sell these devices unless you can get this linkage thing done sorted out with Discovery, you're being screwed by them. And Lindsay then pointed out to me a really simple way to do it. There were options in the Vitality app that I somehow... Oh no, that app is horrible. Yeah, the app itself is horrible. But the and they change things around yeah, like almost weekly. I think that's what happens. If you use the web, then the stuff doesn't come up. If you use the app, then the connecting to Huawei is a lot simpler. So I'm just saying that if you happen to own a Huawei device or you're using your Huawei phone to track your activities, um, if you're having trouble getting it connected up, just persist, you will find a way eventually. I eventually did after Lindsay showed me. Or if you are on Android, mm. just connect Huawei stuff to your Google Fit right. account yes. and then share your Google Fit account, connect your Google Fit to your Vitality because yeah. you can do that now. Yeah, the advantage of using Google Fit is that today you can have a Huawei device and tomorrow you can have a Fitbit device and the next day you can have a different device. Ooh, Fitbit doesn't share to Google doesn't Fit. Share to Google, but you have to download this weird app called okay. Fit to Fit. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and okay. I don't know what they are well, doing with my data. I think a lot of people I think are someone in China is just like reading my heart rate and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at his heart rate. <laughs> um, uh, so it's important to have a nice... I think Strava did the same thing. Strava was compatible mm. with lots of sports watches. So people would use it because they wouldn't get locked yes. into only one platform and then be forced to buy new Garmin's mm. if they didn't want a Garmin, you know. So it's quite interesting to keep an eye on those uh, neutral apps like Google. Yes. I think people can't ignore a service like Google Fit because it'll be the one thing that everybody has yeah, automatically like on the if phone. You're on, if you're on yeah. an 
iPhone, pretty much everything yeah. can be shared to Apple Health, yeah, yeah, which yeah, so can on. then link through to yeah. to Vitality and like all those sorts of platforms. But that's enough about that, Kevin. Mm. Um, the other thing I want to leave you with today is that Google Messages, so mm. that the Messages app for Android phones. Mm has chat features we've spoken about it before mm -hmm. we've tried to move you to that you know when everyone was <laughs> diving away from whatsapp yeah um, and that now has end-to-end -end encryption mm. for singular conversations not for group chats so over the, you're talking text chat here not voice chat you're uh, text, text chat. chat so anything that okay. that works like, in there if the two of us have a right. chat on google messages mm -hmm. um, which is working over um, internet protocol, oh. um, just like like WhatsApp or that sort of thing. There are weird limitations with like mm. image sizes that we've run into. I mean, if it's encrypted, it means that the keys and stuff have to be passing as well, yes. which means that it's moved so far beyond SMS now, right? Yeah, so but RCS now mm. has the end-to-end -end encryption. What does RCS for, stand for? Uh, <laughs> okay, we can't remember. Yeah. But rich, oh, rich chat services. You're very good. Well done, sir. <laughs> so this is what... Instead of Google developing a WhatsApp or something like that, Google decided to take the existing SMS standard, which is supported on all phones mm. around the world, try and expand on that, because then you would have the maximum compatibility across all phones, mm. across all brands. And that's what they did, and they worked quite hard on developing the, the SMS system into something more robust, where you could send pictures, and now we have encryption and various other things. We've been experimenting with that for a while. It's not as efficient as WhatsApp, but then WhatsApp's had a long time to kind of sort itself yes. out. This is still kind of new. It, it does give you the advantage of multi-device support. Right, you can run that messaging service and on the web. Yes. Uh, you can run that messaging service on multiple devices. Apparently that is coming to WhatsApp before the end of the year. Yeah, I've heard um, that. Yeah. yeah so. That would really suit me actually because we have all these devices, <laughs> you know, and then I'm on my tablet and I can't share things on WhatsApp because the WhatsApp's running on the phone and yada, yada, yada. I just want know? Apple to open up the iChat or at least iMessage to... Oh. Like, I, I would literally pay. I would actually prefer them to just charge it on my existing Apple Music account. Okay, you, you, you would pay your couple of dollars I a, would a month pay to like, have your iPhone messages go to everyone, your iMessage yes, go to work all Work on like my Android phones, yes. But they, they're kind of moving in that direction, right? I, I wonder, with yeah. FaceTime now like going to the yeah, web... Again, it's a case thing. of Apple potentially using that to lock people yes, up. Yes, they have yeah. actually said that in the Epic case there was yeah. a so, document yeah, like an so email thread that was yeah, shown, yeah. shown where they let's were like, let's not give this to other people, yes. let's force those people to buy iPhones Which in order to talk to their friends. more than welcome yeah. to freaking do because it's their company, it's yeah. their IP. No, I mean, one of my, oh, I have so many disappointments, TomTom, Tom, Blackberry, now LG, <laughs> so many disappointments in my life. But one of them was Samsung developed a seriously cross-platform oh chat, chat app on. called Chat On. Oh it was great because it, it shipped, was horrible. It shipped on all the Samsung it was phones horrible. and it could be downloaded onto any other phone. BBM it would just work. was far better. Okay, well, the, the when point it is that Samsung, who was you know dominant force in the phone world at the time, produced a great system that ran on everything. Mm. I don't know why it got canned. It couldn't have been technologically all that complex no, to keep it going. Getting into bed with Google and Google yeah, was like, hey guys, we're working on this stuff. Remember, they have like roadmaps of like way yeah, into yeah, the yeah, future yeah, 20 years, yeah, with yeah. Samsung working on 6G and yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they actually said that they started work on their 5G equipment and their 5G networking 
IP um, in 2007 mm. when LTE wasn't even properly yeah, 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 yeah. Because that, yeah. that's how long it takes to develop the engineering standards. Because the stuff has to be tested and has to be incredibly yeah. robust. They can't go to market with something but, that flakes out. At and, any I, point. and I will close on this. I, yeah. I, I'm a bit concerned that. 5G and all the hype that has been driven by it is going to be but a blip. Remember like how 3G was just like a no, couple I mean, of years? No, I think 3G was a big deal though because it was yes, where data became a thing yeah, to was like video yeah, on yeah, a yeah, smartphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like YouTube. Yeah, that was a big deal. But yeah. compared to like how long we were on GPRS and uh -huh. then into HSDPA. You see the gap between 3G and 4G you say is quite, yeah, quite short. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was okay. like three years I think yeah, we were okay, on 3G. Everyone was like 3G, 3G, and then it was like LTE. Yeah. So I think 5G is going to be that thing. It could be. Like we say, I mean, Samsung noted in their presentation that they were rolling out 5G far faster yeah. than they'd rolled out 4G. So that's interesting. Yeah. I guess because the world is much more wireless, much more Yeah, but there was also like the split mobile. standards where it was like the new radio stuff that uh -huh. could okay. piggyback on existing LTE technology. All right. And then there's like, uh, anyway, we will, we will have... There's two shows we are going to have. Oh, right. We had our TV extravaganza. We're going to have our cryptocurrency uh -huh. extravaganza, which is probably going to turn into just a Cordova <laughs> party. <laughs> but, I mean, if, you, if you're a lay person and you're a little bit geeky and you want to know where this is going to fit into your life at some point, that's, I think, what we're aiming and to achieve. Is what does the lay, the lay person who is geeky think? We are finally going to do the, the 5G show because ah. I now have constant exposure to yes he's permanently on 5g, 5G to the home mm. um, i have i have experience with 5g mobile which i don't think is the right application for that technology mm. um so we should get somebody in on 5g who's going to know a little good bit. point good point maybe someone from samsung could just maybe. try that mm. Please, please. <laughs> Just, Justin Hume. Yeah, Justin Hume, stop <laughs> hiding from us. We want you I on the show. I know you listening. <laughs> maybe even Akram from Huawei, because they... Okay, we'll get we'll get someone wait who knows the local landscape really well, who can talk to how many phones they're shipping with 5G and what it all means. And on that, I am Sharpshooters on social media, S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. ThatOpinionGuy.co.za is the website. That opinion, guys, where you find me on YouTube and Instagram. And yeah, I've got a couple of things on the boil. I'm not going to disclose it because then I feel all this pressure and anxiety <laughs> and then it never comes out because I'm a perfectionist. Yes. And yeah, so you will find things there. Gavin, what's up with you? Um, nothing especially thrilling right now. What am I doing? I'm cycling through a couple of phones. I'm cycling through a lot of um, true wireless earbuds, especially the Sony WF-1000XM4. That that been, name just rolls off yeah, the yeah, yeah, We've been discussing it on and off for three weeks. Um, very interesting experience. I'm I'm sharing with Lindsay so that we can compare notes afterwards and we'll probably come back with a full yeah, report I just want to see if that fat LDAC pipe is going to be able to <laughs> Lindsay's carry like big on LDAC LDAC is Dolby Sony's Atmos high like quality all sorts of wireless files yeah. at full speed okay um, that's about it I don't have a whole lot else to add but do visit the Tech Magazine Facebook stream where I post all the geek humor I can find and there's a lot of it going around so do visit at Tech Magazine Czar uh, on Facebook and see what I've posted lately, including okay. a recent video I've made of the Sony and earbuds. check us out on Green Room. We'll probably have a chat next week. Yes. If you are interested in joining our Green Room, please send 
uh, an email to overclockza at gmail.com or just look out for us on the green room. You can search for yeah. Overclocked Czar. Yes. Okay. Or Lindsay Shooters. Or right. Gavin Dudley. All right. All good. <laughs> I'm over guys. and out. Bye. <laughs>